is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Tuesday, October 1st, 2019, season 15, episode number 55. Welcome to another edition of The Break. Got my crew here. We're talking Cowboys football here for the next 45 minutes. Um, It is the quarter point of the season, so we're going to do a little quarter point review. Uh, We'll talk about, uh, I have a lot of questions for these guys about what's happened over the first four games of the season, uh, and hopefully it'll give you a good big picture perspective of what's happening around this team. Let's start first, though, with catching up on a couple of injuries. Um, let's start. I'm going to give you a name, and then you guys tell me what you know about them and kind of where they are in their, as far as their injuries are concerned and when they'll be playing next. Let's start first with Tyron Smith. Probably not going to play. This um, week? No, but it sounds like maybe just missing one game is all that the Cowboys are ready to say right now. And they're not really saying much. Jerry Jones said this morning that he's unlikely to play, but they did receive the best news possible that they could get. So I think that there's a chance he could maybe play against the Jets. Are y'all young enough to remember, or dorky enough to remember Mech Warrior, the game? Nope. nope. Oh, well. Well, Tyron Smith is a mech warrior. It's a, I, a giant metal suit that you climb inside <laughs> and blow stuff up. That's what sounds about right. That's yeah. what Tyron Smith yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No. I, Somebody no. at home who played I, video I'm games. I'm sure that's is a great analogy. I'm sure. It's true. I, I can't believe that. I thought he was done for the year when he went down in New Orleans. Honestly, just the way he kind of buckled and yeah. tried to walk and fell to his knees. Didn't Left look in good. a boot. Left in a boot. And yeah. If, I actually, if, after the game, got got better. Felt better about it, knowing that he walked. You know, in that boot, like what 150 yards. I from thought you were going to say he was dancing. No, from one end zone to the other. And it's like, even though in a boot, I just thought, well, I mean, wouldn't they get the cart for somebody if they, I mean, they probably did. That's really bothering you, isn't it? You brought it up yesterday, too, that they didn't get a cart for him. Well, yeah, I mean, got carted off the field. I mean, I guarantee if one of the Saints players had to walk that far. I mean, you know, they, you would you would think you yeah. would do that. Anyways, that's just the way that the, the Superdome is set up. Um, but... I, you know, it doesn't really surprise me that he's coming because he's Tyron Smith because he's the Mecca Warrior. You know? Yeah, is it Mecca or Mega? Mech, M E C H. It's a really fun Mech. game. All right, but yeah. I'm going to look it up. He's unbelievable. He's Iron Man doesn't do it justice. <laughs> All right, Kayvon Frazier. What's going on with Kayvon? His this season is his season's over, unfortunately. Seven hmm. uh, surgery. Had I think he probably. I mean, it's it's noon, so he probably had it this morning. Uh, Peck, I guess he tore it, but he had surgery. Jason Garrett said he's done for the year. If Jason Garrett puts a timetable on it, then it's probably <laughs> that's pretty definitely yeah. about something that bothers day to day. It doesn't it doesn't bother me because I get why he does it. Yeah. Like he does it out of an abundance of caution, right. you know. Like he doesn't want to say something and have it come back on him, and then I'm asking him like, well, you, "You said six said, weeks, and yeah. it's been eight weeks. What the hell?" You would. Sure. Uh, <laughs> so I get why he does it, but if Jason Garrett is willing to say he's done for the year, then he's probably done for the year. Yeah. I mean, you know, glass half full. Maybe this was good for him. 
Oh, it's I was, for him. I for him. Was, well, I mean, yeah, okay. He, you know, once everybody gets healthy, they're going to have a problem with numbers. And, you know, maybe he was a guy that was with all these safeties. If Donovan Wilson starts playing better, he might be a guy that they ended up releasing. Yeah. Because we've been talking about it for a while. It's possible. And so, yeah. We, he'd this, been playing really well on special teams, though. Like, yeah. I'm, I was starting to think, like, man, maybe we really underestimated this guy. Not because he's like this amazing safety but you know he almost blocked a punt the other day and he's yeah. one of their more trusted guys i do agree with you but you know i guess he'd played above all of our expectations because yeah. we all thought he wasn't going to make the final roster and i guess to clarify what i'm saying there is it would you know now being on injured reserve i mean he, he will get paid anyways so it's not like he's he's going to get released i believe right. he would get his whole salary so but this um, is the last year of his yeah. rookie contract yeah it's, so it'll it's, be interesting to see what happens when the year ends yeah, yeah i you know, I, I, my first thought would be like, well, he's probably not coming back. But you never know. I would have never thought Darian Thompson just resigns like that. And so he's exactly the type of guy they would bring back on yeah. like a, you oh. know, like a Kyle Wilbur deal, two years, open free agency. And all these other teams are signing players yeah. and Cowboys, yeah. they resign. But because Frazier. he was so <laughs> close to maybe being cut before, and that's yeah. what we've been told that. You'd think that Donovan Wilson can progress like sure. you expect. Yeah, this is one of those situations where it really is about the other guy. Yeah, Probably as much as it is about Kayvon is what do they think these young guys are ready to do. Yeah. And if they think they're ready to go, you always take the younger, cheaper option, right? Yeah. I'd like to, th- I'd like to see Donovan Wilson play, too. I'll see if he can play on special teams. Yeah. And, Big chance for him. But somebody's going to probably move up on the roster. I don't know. You know, Maybe they pull someone from the practice squad or whatever. Or, sorry, Garrett Garrett mentioned that they could look at street options, too, if they need to. So we'll see what they not do. Not Devin Street, though. No, not Devin Street, gotcha. but actual safeties who are on the street right now. Gotcha. Is Jamal Adams following the Cowboys on Instagram? I mean, jeez. <laughs> We're just going to jump right oh, that's, into that. Well, huh? and I'm, not, I'm not speculating. <laughs> no, I was for that's everyone a, listening, just making a joke. That's a decent segue, because like, a few people have asked me about Eric Berry. Like, you're not bringing in an Eric Berry oh. to fill that role on the team. Like You're, talk, you're talking a gunner who you prefer doesn't have to play defense. That doesn't describe Eric Berry at all. Yeah. Good thing for Kayvon is even with the injury, he, as well as he's played on special teams, even if he's not in the Cowboys' future plans, there will be teams that will be interested in his services. So I don't think we've seen the last of Kayvon Frazier, and that's a good thing for him personally. Uh, let's move on. Michael Gallup, where is he? Jerry Jones um, said on the fan this morning that he's not ruled out for this week. And for what it's worth, um, I'm obviously not a doctor, so I this is no real um, answer here. I did see him this morning um, in line to get our breakfast at the omelet station at the training table at the start, and he had no problem walking from what I could see. He had no crutches or anything, no limp. So I'm going to take that as a good sign. I can do you one a little bit better. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Because I saw him out on the field running routes. <laughs> oh. About 30 minutes. Oh. Now. Yeah, you beat me. How did you see that? <laughs> when? I, I Through just, the window? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you just happened to be I just, strolling by. I actually happened to be walking down this hallway to go shoot our TV show, Cover 4, and I was like, like, oh, that looks like yeah, Michael Gallup. Oh, oh, he just cut. Oh, he just ran a comeback route. Okay. So, right. and, and, that, and the word, sorry, Nick, the no, word is they, they're taking a look at him today to see how he looks, and if he looks good, he will hopefully practice tomorrow. I'm... I always lean toward caution. I've been saying that since he got hurt. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not sold that that means he's going to play this game, but it's certainly a positive sign. That's what I was going to say. Oh, okay, Something good. Like that. All right. Well, good. That is. I mean, all of that sounds other than Kayvon. It sounds like 
Cowboys are still in a pretty good position from the standpoint of injuries. You look at Tyron, where you thought maybe it was going to be something very, very, very serious. And then Jerry says it's probably the best news we could have expected or hoped for. And then you got Gallup, who at least you would say by next week, maybe, even if he can't get make this game, maybe by next week he's back in the lineup. So, again, injury is pretty good right now well, for the Cowboys. That, I, I tell you one that, that I think hurt him last week, and they need to get him back is Antoine Woods. I, we're seeing a bit of a drop-off there between Covington and and Tristan Hill and not having him in the game. I mean, because he is a true like nose tackle type guy, one technique. Uh, I know Covington plays it, but he doesn't play it as well as Woods. And I, and I think that when you're facing a team like Green Bay who didn't run the ball that well, they're probably going to try to you know not be as one-dimensional. If you can shut that down, I think it'd be important to get him back. And Tyrone Crawford as well. Don't really have a good update on them. I just think that let's not forget the fact that those two guys are up there and they're hurting your depth on a defensive line. Did I miss anything? Has there any news on Xavier Woods? I think that's re- like the it's shoulder a, in the you game? know they're going to call it day to day, but I'm yeah. I'm not under the impression that he's in danger of missing another game. It sounded like they didn't think it was that serious. At least from yeah. the you, you get the impressions from what people are saying, it didn't sound like it was that serious. But. He was in the locker room yesterday, and he seemed to be in pretty good spirits. So okay, um, let's go ahead. Let's get into this uh, first quarter. Actually, what we'll do is we'll take our first break, and when we come back. I want to get into the first quarter recap. I have a series of questions that I'm going to ask you guys, and uh, we'll get a big picture look at this team after the first four games of the season. We'll do it when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on-command? That's right, news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say, Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. The excitement of Dallas Cowboys football is back at AT&T Stadium. The place is going crazy in Arlington, Texas. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys live when they host their NFC East rivals, the Eagles, Giants, and Redskins, plus the Green Bay Packers and more. Elliott works his way through and walks the dog. Single game tickets are on sale now. Get them before they're gone. First and goal, quarterback sneak. Prescott pushes up the middle. Touchdown. Visit DallasCowboys.com to get your tickets to today back to the break welcome back it is the second segment of the break live in swbc mortgage studios at the star uh we're gonna do a little bit of a i guess it's a game here got some questions for you guys to to wrap up this first quarter i want you guys to think about the full picture of the first four games of the season when you answer these questions 
All right, so let's start with the first question. Most impressive win. What was the most impressive win in the first <laughs> four? Oh, man. Uh, probably. Jeez. Yeah. You had the Giants at home. You had Washington at their place. And then you had Miami at home. Probably. Maybe Washington because you're in Washington. Yeah, but the Washington looks so sorry. And there were so many Cowboys fans in that building. They still have not won a game it's, yet. It's probably the Giants just because, I mean, they put it on them. You know, five straight possessions with touchdowns, 35-10 lead, Dak threw for 400 yards. Not trying to tell anybody that it was that impressive. I mean, the Giants don't look great either. Yeah, huh? they don't look horrible. Yeah. They don't look like the. Ju- I mean, like the Redskins. <laughs> they don't. Well, I mean, it's the the Dolphins, Washington, and Cincinnati are in a three way. Arizona with them. They're in a th- uh, no because Arizona's shown, they got a tie, but they look, Arizona's they look bad. shown some fight. What they look bad. They played Baltimore within six points. They tied the Lions. Like Arizona's shown some fight. Those other three teams are woof. Did you say Cincinnati? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> woof. yeah Cincinnati. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, the Giants? Am I wrong? Yeah, I mean, they're all about the same. Those teams are good. You guys, after you watched, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the Giants play with Daniel Jones. Do you think there's any difference there? Do you think that becomes a more difficult game the second time the Cowboys play them with Daniel Jones being the quarterback versus Eli? What's up with Barkley? Is he going to play? It's going to be right there around that time, from what I understand, based upon the the, the yeah. timetable they gave when he first. Uh, first got the injury, it seems like it's right around the Cowboys' time as to whether he can come back or not. He'll, it's going to be iffy. It's absolutely going to be different. I mean, I, I don't know. Better? Yeah, probably. I mean, just, Better for them. Yeah, I think, you know, that you get that surge of excitement when a young guy comes in and plays well. We saw it with Dak here mm-hmm. in 2016. We uh, saw it with Romo back when he first took over for the Cowboys. He's, I mean, he's an Eli clone in terms of, like, what they look like and, like, he wears the pleated khakis to the game. But, like, he's a, he's athletic. That's people. I mean, I'm not. He's not Michael Vick, but like he's he's more athletic than Eli Manning, at least at this point in his career. So yeah, it'll be different. All right. Second question: Who's been the best position group so far? <sighs> God, these are hard. Um, Let me throw out a couple options. Yeah. Can you help me? Linebackers, secondary. defensive linemen, secondary, wide receivers. No. Huh? Okay, I'm just throwing out options, I Nick. I'm sorry. Line, linebackers. <laughs> I'm gonna say linebackers. I'm gonna say the defensive line. Uh, Robert Quinn speaks for himself. I'm gonna drive this train that Demarcus Lawrence is better than what the stats are gonna tell you he is. I mean, the attention that the that opposing offenses are paying to him is is paying dividends. Malik Collins is benefiting from it. Uh, yeah, probably. I the, mean. Every, line. every position every position group's probably got that one game where they're not I mean, because if you asked this before, it would be the offensive line. Then the offensive line didn't play as well. The quarterback position's been playing pretty well too. I mean that even, whole position. Yeah. Even in light of a stinker on Sunday night, I mean Dak has Dak is I mean if the, if we're a quarter of the way through the season, yeah. Dak has been very good. I think the secondary's been pretty good though. They don't really give up a lot of big plays. Give up some, but I mean, I thought they played well the other night. I mean, Cheeto, I mean, he's going up against Michael Thomas. That guy's really good, but I mean, he didn't like, he didn't like kill him. I don't know. Secondary would be up there for me. Not enough picks, but yeah. Not enough picks, but I mean, if it's really the whole four games, I mean, I'd say the offensive line. Okay. Um, the next question, we got to put this in context because obviously Cowboys had three very dominant games. But there was one game that wasn't so dominant, at least on the offensive side of the ball. But thinking about the overall 
and little things. It could be even just something you saw in one of the games. What would be the position that is most concerning to you going forward based upon what you've seen? Offense? Any, Offense or any, defense. Any, any position, position group. Any what's position the most group. concerning? I'm not wowed by what these receivers have looked like without Michael Gallup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it's, and, a, it's a big drop-off with him and Amari for everyone else. Yeah, I, I would say <laughs> – <clears throat> it sounds bad because I just said the offensive line. I would say the offensive line yeah. because now, you know, with without Tyron, at least for this game, it's a big drop off there, I think, with Cam Fleming. Even though he's a pro and he'll, you know, he'll probably be okay, but not dominant. And then you don't know about Zach Martin. I don't like the fact that he's missing all this time with a back injury. They don't seem to magically get better back injuries. Never. And. Travis Frederick didn't have his best game. He kind of got dominated up front at yeah, times. Kind of. He, he struggled. Okay. Yeah, there were more than – and I, I, I saw there was Connor one play Williams that was – too? Yeah, there, I saw there was one play on, on social media floating around about Travis where he kind of got blown up a little bit. And then when I went back and watched the game, there were a couple of other situations mm-hmm. too where – and it, it was uncharacteristic because it wasn't situations where guys were beating him with finesse. I mean, these were situations where guys were just blowing him backwards. And, and he just had a hard time not getting – blown over i'm surprised that hasn't happened more because the one thing that that goes first for for the lineman you know when having having the the syndrome like he did it was strength he wasn't being able to to work out for a whole year and so i was kind of surprised we didn't see that a little bit more in training camp so i kind of everyone has thought well he's he's kind of seems to be all the way back but it's obviously we're going to finish your game i'm enjoying it but it really is interesting because it's just a classic case of like how do you weigh three good games mm-hmm. against three bad teams versus one really bad game against the only good team that you've played? I mean, right. I've actually, you know, I've been talking to people back in New Orleans about the Saints. I'm like, look, they've already kind of done their job without Breeze. Like, they've won two games. He'll probably be gone for maybe six of them. All you got to do is tread water till he comes back. They've already kind of accomplished that. Yeah. Uh, so you would, they're not going anywhere. And so, you have to face him again, and you might have to go well, up there to play him if you get to the playoffs. That's looking way far ahead. Yeah. Who knows? But like the Saints are the only one of the four opponents so far that's still going to be relevant in December. I'm confident of that. Yep. And so it's hard to try to figure out how you feel about this team when they struggled so much against that one good opponent. And the Giants are one game back from you in the <laughs> NFC East, if yeah. that matters. Yeah, them and the Eagles. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't think they're going to – I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I mean, th- th- I think they'll be a better team with Daniel Jones calling the shots based on what they've looked like so far, but I'm not ready to say that it's going to be this renaissance. Right. So, man, right. sorry, go ahead. Next question. Player who you've been most – who you're most concerned about their play? I'll throw you some options on this one. Cheeto, Travis, Demarcus Lawrence, if you want to take that route. Randall Cobb's another name I've heard people kind of throwing around. Are those four? And again, this is all very, very nitpicky because this is a team that had that rolled for three weeks. Uh, but which of those guys would you say you were more concerned about them based upon what you've seen through these games? I take I take Cobb out of that because I think with Gallup coming back, I think that role is going to be a little different and and not put as much pressure on him to do some things he's not as good at. So I wouldn't say him. I don't know if y'all have Cobb in that mix, but I think. We're asking him to do something different when, when Gallup's in there, uh, or at least put more pressure on him to make more plays. I agree. I, I'm thinking the issue might be more chemistry. What we saw with Gallup last year with Dak mm-hmm. just taking time to find consistent connection. I don't. I don't think I would say concerned. I guess of of those, maybe Cheeto 
And I'm not saying because he's been playing poorly. I mean, people in the media, you know, people mm-hmm. here just pointing out that he just kind of has bad luck. And I, I don't think he necessarily is a poor player or I'm concerned about what he's capable of. I just don't think he has. Yeah. Well, the problem, I mean, there's two pro. I think Cheeto's been fine. People, I mean, he his ball awareness is not great. Like that's it. Always seems like when those plays happen, he's he's never trying to play the ball. Um, but I, I think his coverage is good. The problem is just defenses are probably going to keep picking on him because Byron Jones is. I mean, and from all from everything I can tell, like it doesn't look like Byron's missed a step. Like he's he played Thomas well in the snaps he was on him. He played well. He's played well in all the opportunities he's gotten. That probably means defenses are going to keep targeting Cheeto because even if he's played well, teams are having success against him. So, yeah, it's something to watch. I don't like the argument people have been saying about Tank, Demarcus Lawrence. I think it's stupid. Well, he paid him all this money, and he's not performing as well. He's still performing well. And we were seeing before the Saints game, he was being double teamed a lot. Like, I I don't like that argument of, oh, well, we paid him now. He has to be even more spectacular than he was Making he's, him deserving of that contract. But it been, happens every time a guy no, gets paid. No, of course paid. it does. Every, and, absolutely happens. And it's you know it's it's hard to track production in any way other than sacks, which we've always like. If you get one every game out of sixty-five snaps, then you're like the best in the league. Um, but I mean, talk to like any defensive coach on the Cowboys about like what he does for them, how he affects what opposing offenses do. The fact that even without getting a quarterback on the ground, he's been in on like four of their sacks this season and he's got one and a half of his own. Um, he, Yeah, I, I think that's really stupid and short-sighted. I think he's playing just fine. And I also think this is probably playing, if you would have talked to the Cowboys brass about what you expect, they expected early in the season, this is probably playing exactly how they wanted it to, which is he may not be getting the sacks, but Robert Quinn is. And what that will do as the season wears on is will force defenses to say, okay, maybe we can't pay as much special attention to just Lawrence. We got to account for both these guys, and that's going to create more opportunities where one of them, one of them is going to have to be by himself and, and, and get a man-to-man or, type I was situation. Say, keep keep doing that to Tank and keep yeah. letting Quinn have two sack games, and Robert Quinn will have fourteen sacks and. Tank will only have eight. Right. Oh my god! I mean, he's on pace for ten. Right. And so the point the point is there, okay. He'll there only is no have there 10. is yeah. no worry here the because yeah. they're still getting sacks, and it, it's just whether they come from him or Robert Quinn. Who cares? At the end of the day, you're going to get them, and if they're going to pay all the attention to, to Tank, that's fine. It seems like Quinn's going to be be able to make them pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried. Get about to him. see more fun celebrations from Quinn. I, I hope. See what else he has two. up his sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. You you said you think Cheeto's okay though. You think he's playing well or he's like, what do you think he is as far as how he's played this year? I Cheeto's like Felix Hernandez with the Seattle Mariners who throws seven innings of one hit ball and loses one to nothing. Like that he's a tough luck loser, honestly. Like his coverage is good. It just always you know, it always seems like you're like, Oh, bad luck. Like that guy just made a great play. Like the one criticism I can come up with is it never seems like he's playing the ball like he's always playing the receiver it doesn't seem like he's aware uh that it's coming even if his coverage is good and and you know he's he's playing across from an all pro which means defenses will try him more often and and they and you know the Dolphins and Saints have both had success doing it so it'll probably keep happening but I still don't think he's playing poorly is there anybody on that list that you think maybe will lose his starting spot I will say this, and, and I don't know. I, that, I don't think this will happen, 
but I think it warrants keeping an eye on if if you still if you start to see as the season goes on that Travis is, Travis is still in situations yeah. where power is an issue for him and it starts to affect their ability to run the ball. Now this last game, to be honest with you, everybody along the offensive line had moments. Like it was it was a bad performance as far as the running game. The pass game was fine. Running game, the offensive line didn't perform very well this game. And so if you if you look at it and you start seeing that Travis is consistently having issues. And he's getting pushed around. He's not being able to get the kind of push that they need him to get in the run game. Then I think you should consider it because you got a guy sitting there you think is pretty good, right? Yeah. So that would be the one guy I would point out. What would you say? Uh, probably left tackle, left guard. I mean, Connor Williams. Mm-hmm. I, I again, I don't think he's better than Xavier Suafilo. I think the Cowboys really, really want him to be better, but I don't think he is. And I think that you know that's becoming a problem. And his security blanket of being in, wedged in between Tyron Smith and Travis Frederick may not be as good anymore, especially with, with Tyron going to be banged up. And Travis, you know, he's got his own issues there as, as well. So, I, I, you know, we saw it last year. I thought they were – it wasn't just because of him. It was probably because of Mari Cooper more. But I do think when Asufilo got in the game, they were better. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it was just you – know, It wasn't just that, right. He, the Cowboys were undefeated in every game Asufilo started and finished last yeah. year. And because uh, he didn't finish the Colts game, Good he didn't stand. play in the Rams game. Yeah. But you know, I, I do think he provides some some strength and a push up front. That uh, he's not as athletic as Connor, but I mean, but I don't know if the athleticism is necessarily helping you a ton right now. Yeah, I mean, we're not seeing any screens and these guys rolling out there. So I think they just want him to be better. I don't. I don't have a strong opinion about that. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I think Connor's been more good than bad. And he was bad in New Orleans, but I they all were. He blended <laughs> in with the rest. Lyle played pretty well. Lyle, Lyle did play pretty well, but I will say it was. I think I want to say it was the first run in the game. Lyle couldn't. I mean, it was it was a situation where he couldn't keep his block. There was another play where he was trying to. I think it's called a scoop block where he's trying to get over. He couldn't quite get over to yeah. the guy. He ends up making the tackle. I mean, there were some situations. Again, nobody was perfect in that game. I don't think anybody along the offensive line came out of that game saying, "Well, I did my job." Like. I think they all had, and that's one of the problems when you have a game like that. When everybody has two or three mistakes, then the offense can never get going because somebody's making a mistake most of the time. And I think that was part of the problem on the offense that just offensive line wise, they just they had a really rough game. Yeah, they didn't play really well. rough game. All right, um, tell you what, let's take our second break. We'll come back. We have a couple more questions we're going to hit, and then we'll get some questions from you guys. You can hit us up on Twitter at Derek Eagleton is my Twitter account. I'll get your questions that way, or you can call us eight 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 five five two two nine seven. We'll be right back. This is the break. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... It's right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS1 score September 2018. It's time for tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the crockpot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes up to 64 ounce. The growler. Mm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. 
A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. To the break. You need to check out Free to Play if you haven't done it already. It is a predictive game in the Cowboys app. You can win prizes up to $10,000. They also have weekly prizes as well. Fans must be 21 or older and logged in to play. You have to download the app for access on game days. It's DallasCowboys.com slash app. Free to play. Check it out. All right, we're back. Live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're doing a first quarter uh, update, first quarter review. Um, and we have a couple more questions. Here's the next question. Who has been the best player through four games? Best player through four games. Uh, again, Dak? I mean, it, it, I would say Dak or Amari. Hmm. Uh, and, and yeah, that's, I mean, they didn't, Dak. neither one of them played yeah. very well on Sunday, but um, nobody on the offensive side did. Um, but, I mean, quarter, yeah, quarterback's I mean, most important position. Dax and made a lot of really impressive, accurate throws. The one to, to Gallup uh, was at New York on the sideline. Do you remember that one? Him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Devin Smith, I, I, th- I just think he's, he's looked poised. He's looked confident. We talked about it yesterday, but the throw he made to Cobb that set up the Hail Mary – was, I saw it again yeah, it from was. the coach's angle, and it's it's impressive. It was. And Very same impressive. with the Jarwin throw, yeah. too, right down yeah. the seam. Maybe they should have done that more often. You know, the um, – <laughs> I mean, who who on the team has played, you know, like 100% great games? I mean, the only one is Gwen, right? Two for two? Yeah, How but about, that's, uh, he's only played well, a couple games. To find him great, I'll, yeah. I'll throw, again, Lyle Collins. Lyle's he played, is off to a phenomenal start. Uh, for all the whining about Demarcus Lawrence's and Jalen Smith's contracts, Lyle got paid and is playing like it. Yeah, yeah. good for him. Um, That's a good question. I mean, you could throw Zeke in there. I think Zeke's had a pretty good start to the season, relatively speaking, to him Fumble. coming in. Yeah, I, I know, but, no, but everybody's that's my point. had something. Everybody's had no, something. Yeah, that's, okay. that's my but point. Everybody's had something, and so if you're if you're trying to kind of figure out whose something wasn't that wasn't as big, well, I guess maybe his was pretty big but I just still think overall I think he's given him a, a little bit more than maybe I expected to get from him at the beginning of the season knowing he missed all the training camp off the top of my head like guys who I can't remember really slipping up or you know guys that I would say have played really well throughout across the board Quinn Gallup that's only two games Malik Collins Lyle Byron Collins Byron yeah, Byron, Jones. Byron. Byron Jones played pretty well yeah um, so what do you think of the safeties They've had, I mean, they've been fine. They've had, I mean, Jeff Heath, the the interception in Washington comes to mind, the would-be interception, the, interception, the yeah. angle on Barkley. Although, I mean, Heath set up the pick in New Orleans, though. Like, yeah, they've, I mean, Woods has been good. I don't, I don't have any complaints, but I don't know if they've been yeah. the best players on the team. All right. Uh, final question. 
who's been the bigger surprise? And I actually put in two names I think we should talk about, Robert Quinn or Michael Gallup. Both of them only played two games. Who's been a bigger surprise to you from what they've done so far? It's surprising to me that he Quinn didn't have a much didn't have much of a camp, broke his hand, suspended, missed two games, and like just just gangbusters from the start. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw signs of Gallup's breakout all through camp, so I can't say I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. Quinn, yeah. And and then on top of that, I'm gonna remember this forever. The day of the kickoff luncheon, I did a radio hit with a station in Washington. And I was like, Yeah, you know, they added they added Quinn to help Demarcus Lawrence, and I was just trying to say, like, you know, it's another pastor. And this guy was like, "Well, Quinn's Quinn's done, so like, don't don't even that's stupid. Like, don't even say." I was like, "Well, I didn't say he was going to get." She 19- said, "You're dumb." I was like, "I didn't say he was, no." I lit- I was like, "I didn't say he was going to get 19 sacks, but he's going to be better than what they've had." All right. And that, he was like, uh, "Disagree, but okay, moving on." And I was like, "All right, dude. Well, bye." Jokes on you, bro. <laughs> Pace for like 21. Right jokes now. on you, bro, because he looks awesome. Looks and pretty yeah, awesome. I mean, I thought he would be good, but I'm surprised at how good, for sure. Yeah, yeah. me too, Quinn. Really? You guys are surprised? That's surprised? Actually, we talked about it on Sunday. Like, you and I got into it in the offseason, and yeah. you were like, oh, Quinn's just as good as Lawrence or whatever. I still don't know if that's true, because I think— No, maybe not, but— I, I think Quinn's success has a lot to do with how much attention Absolutely. people are paying to Lawrence. But I guess the point I was making is I think they're on par with each other, and so if, if like you say, if what we're seeing is attention's going to be paid to Tank, I think he certainly can take advantage of being in situations where he's only got one guy to beat, because guess what? In Miami, he certainly wasn't seeing that. He was probably the guy they were double-teaming. Mm-hmm. In in St. Louis, he was, well, I guess they were in St. Louis at that time. Yeah. Um, they, he probably was the guy that he was seeing the double-team. So he's looking, did you guys see the the film, we, I mean, the, the video we put up last night um, uh, from the sounds from the sideline? Not yet, no. There was one of the defensive linemen, I want to say it was Malik, said, man, you're a beast. He was talking to, uh, to Quinn, and Quinn's like, nah, man, I'm just, I'm just a guy. I'm just one of the guys. And I think he actually, it, it spoke to me more because I'm like, he probably really just wants to be one of the mm-hmm. guys and not be the focal point of the opposing offense. Let me just be one of the guys and I can go kill it. That's not what he's had to play. That's not the role he's had to play for the last, for most of his career probably. Yeah. I think the opposite side, though, is I know we saw improvements for Gallup in camp. I didn't think going into the season it would be this drastic, this, this much better than last year. I still think Amari Cooper, we've been saying 1A, 1B. I didn't realize how close he would be to Cooper. Cooper is still one of the best route runners, but Gallup has really improved, I think, in all areas of his game. And I now feel just as confident having him out there if for whatever, you know, Amari's not out there. Like, I I trust Gallup. And I didn't think I would have that much trust in him coming into the season after camp. I don't remember when exactly it was, but it was like five or six days into camp, and he had just done nothing but make plays. And I was like, I'm gonna hop on this rocket ship and just see where it goes. So like, I'm, I'm gonna drive that train till the wheels fall off. And he, I mean, yeah, I'm. I hope he can play against the Packers, assuming yeah. he's ready. You mentioned Amari. Do you guys think at all that the injury that he suffered last week affected his play this week? Because it. It didn't seem he didn't win as much as I would have expected him to win. Even against a really good cornerback uh, in Marshawn Lattimore, I expected him to win a little bit more. Yeah. Do you guys think the injury was, it was a factor? It might have. He I said mean, it wasn't. Just to be clear, in well, the locker room after the game, he said it wasn't. Good football, for him. Football players yeah. lie. Right. Yeah, because nobody wants to hear if he did. Like right. if he said it, it he, that would be a story right there. That, exactly. You know, he's blaming an injury and all that, so he's going to say that, and and I like that about him. But um, you know, if you go if you go to get an MRI on on Wednesday and miss practice, and you know it, something happened, you know, for you to do that, and so uh, it probably affected him some. I, I agree with you. I thought mm-hmm. he'd play a little bit better, and the um, the two pass interference penalties were were huge. I mean, they were both of those penalties were very. 
uh, influential in the game, in my opinion. I think, and and maybe, but like at some point, you know, you got to give the other team credit too. Like Marshawn Lattimore was the 11th overall pick, I think. Like if he didn't win Defensive Rookie of the Year, he came close. Like he's a really good player. I know that you know as a whole, the Saints' pass defense is not great or hasn't been, but like he's a good player. He has proven he's capable of putting in those types of performances before. So I think I'm way more willing to give credit to a good player for doing his job. And, and that's where they miss Gallup the most, you know, because Devin Smith yeah. did not really get open, do anything. And Cobb didn't either. Did y'all notice, did, did they move Amari around very much or, or was he just yeah. basically over there where, no, he, so he, he was doing his Amari thing. And, right. So and, that's my point. Like, so he wasn't facing Lattimore all day. Lattimore wasn't traveling with him. I don't think Lattimore. Yeah. I mean, Lattimore did go with him. I mean, you a lot. Could, yeah. I haven't honestly, which I'm annoyed. Like, was the coach's film on Game Pass for yeah, you? Yeah, that's I was watching it this morning. Yeah, no, I yeah, I looked it an hour ago and it wasn't up. It's uh, not yeah, I saw on it this morning. Well, I watched it this morning. Dang I, it! I still haven't had a chance to watch it. Okay, I love Game Pass. I'll pimp it all day, but like, can we get the coach's yeah, can film? We get it up Sunday. Can or we Monday, get it a little Sunday. bit faster, please? Yeah. Um, anyway, go ahead. But no, Lattimore was on him for a good chunk of the night. Like, you can tell that just by his highlights. Um, so I, I just, I mean, he's a really good player. He is. No so. doubt about it. All right, uh, let's get a question from uh, Rob out in Las Vegas. Rob, what up? Hey, guys, long time. Hey, yeah, what's up, been, How you doing? Uh, talk about the best player. It has to be Dak. I mean, first of all, quarterback's the hardest position in sports, and not only has he taken a big step for this team, just in the league he's now one of the top quarterbacks. But talking about the offense, ever since he's been the starting quarterback, the one thing I've noticed is when he runs the ball, this offense is unstoppable. You look at all the games going back last year when they destroyed Jacksonville, the beginning of these games. When he is running that arc, that you know run option, it's almost unstoppable. And I was so disappointed that they didn't run that one time against the Saints. And they were in such perfect spots, third and two, a couple of times. It is made for him to do that. And I, I, I to me, I don't know if that's, his call, which I'm sure it is when the ball's in his hand, but I think that's something they really have to emphasize because the defense, you know, they you go man to man or whatever, there's nobody really watching the quarterback. And I think now that he's improved so much on throwing down the field, he can't forget to use his legs. And you guys are talking about Demarcus Lawrence, and I'm sorry, he's been a disappointment. And money does factor in. We always talked about when Brandon Carr was getting paid, we always said, you know, well, we talk about Brandon Carr because of how much money he makes. Not that he was bad, but you factored in his salary. On today's salary cap, when one player is eating up that much money, he needs to perform better than the other guys, and right now he's not. And maybe it was his shoulder uh, coming off the surgery, but he needs to pick it up, and he has no excuse now because he's got a beast on the other end who teams – I, ho- I hope they leave a one-on-one because that guy is is a monster right now. All but right, no, it money matters. Thanks for the call, Rob. Don't you think that those things tie into each other? Like that's kind of what we were just talking about. And Brandon Carr, I hear I hear what you're saying, and I mean he did get he got unnecessarily killed by people, in my opinion. But again, like even then, 
it's a much more black and white issue. Like, is the quarterback throwing at you? Are you letting it be completed? Are you getting interceptions? Like, there's so many variables that go into line play. Like, are you double teamed? Are you triple teamed? Are you getting chipped by running backs and tight ends? Are you collapsing the pocket? Are you drawing attention away from the other side of the line and creating favorable matchups? Like, all of that stuff ties in together. And more to look at than the sack number. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, that's the thing is there's really – there's no way to judge a defensive lineman unless you're going back and watching it. And like, I'm not trying to be uh, smarmy. Like, I don't, I don't care if you watch the tape or not. But like, unless you're doing that, the only me- the only metric you have to go by is sacks, and that just doesn't tell the whole story. I'm right. sorry. And if you watch him, and really, I think this last game, I don't think he was as disruptive as he was the first three games. But if you watch him in the first three games. DeMarcus, although he didn't have the sacks, a lot of sacks, he was still a disruptive player. And he was still creating opportunities for the deep for the offense to, to have to worry about him, which creates opportunities for his other defensive line mates. And I think that until Quinn got here, the others weren't necessarily taking advantage of that. But we see what's happening when Quinn's here. He's actually taking advantage of it. So I just think I just think you got to look at the whole picture, like Dave says. You, you really have to look at the whole picture. I mean, they got five sacks on Saturday, right? Yep. Or Sunday, five, sorry. Yeah. Uh so that puts him at ten for the year. Yeah, it's amazing exactly. what one game can do to boost that number. I mean, which, but I'm mean, he's they on pace, bunches as people say. Tanks on pace for double digits, which I mean, I'll allow this. Like at what twenty one million dollars a year, like ten is ten is like a baseline. Like you obviously want him to be higher up than that. But if he's also contributing to Malik having eight and Quinn's on pace for freaking whatever he is twenty one or whatever, like I mean, it's getting took- done. What, what, go, ahead. go ahead. Dak. I'm talking about Dak. Are you talking about Dak? No, I'm not. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, if, if you want to measure his value, take him away from this team. Say mm-hmm. he's not going to be out there. And let's see how things go with, as far as the pass rush is concerned. Yeah. I think everything changes at that point. So I think he's I think he's earning his money. I don't think there's, there's an issue here. plenty of things that are worth being concerned about. And I think we've touched on most of them over the last two days. But I just I just don't think he's one of them. Yep. Nick. Dak, uh, you know, another point there. I do agree with the fact that he gets, you know, he gets involved. They're better. I don't know what you would call a good rushing game for a quarterback uh, where it's significant. But. I just went back to 25 yards or more. You know, I mean, that's that's not a lot. You wouldn't, you know, compared to a running back, but he's doing something. He's got 16 games of 25 or more, and they're 12 and four in those games. And the losses are that uh, uh, Packers game a couple years ago, where they, you know, he ran in a touchdown and they scored in the final seconds. The Texans in overtime last year, the Redskins there at the end where they almost won, and then of course the Falcons and terrible. 27 to 7 game, which is shocking that he got 42 yards because he got hit in the back 11 times it seemed like, but he still ran the ball pretty well. But when they when he does run and it's significant, you know, and 50 yards or more, they're three and zero. So I, I agree with that. I, I like yeah, to get I him involved. I yeah. didn't. I I've been saying that. I didn't think we saw enough of an attempt at misdirecting the Saints defense. And to his, you know, uh, Rob said he was like, I don't know if that's Dak's call or not. It has to be. Like that's what makes the play effective. Is you read the defense, see what they're keying on, and decide mm-hmm. to give or pull. Which I'm sure Dak would say the reason I kept giving it to Zeke is because that's the look. Like I didn't have the look to keep the ball, and and maybe that's true, but. I just there just had to have been a better way to try to manufacture rushing yardage than just going in between the the guards because yeah. it seemed like 
damn near every run they tried was through those gaps, and it just wasn't working. And you had more running options. That's the whole point. Whether it's Dak, whether it's Pollard, whether it's using some of the receivers on jet sweeps, you have other options in order to use the running game, but use it, just give it some variety. And I think that's where I was a little bit confused. Tavon's, Tavon's run we talked about that got three was like a reverse, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, I think it wasn't like a pitch. Like, he came around the opposite side and they yeah. kind of pitched it back to him. Have they tried how many times this season have they tried just the good old-fashioned fly sweep where Tavon Pollard whoever comes across the formation and just gets the handoff yeah I don't know I'm not saying it would work yeah but they definitely haven't done it a lot yeah yeah so there's more ways to manufacture those types of yards all right guys appreciate you joining us we're back tomorrow 1145 is our normal time till then for Nick Geatman David Hellman Hellman Danny Sarek I'm Derek Eagleton this has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?